Sports stories from the 419 in Northwest Ohio brought to you by A Voice You Know. It's time to go around the area and around the Hearn. Welcome to a mid-June edition of Around the Herd as we wrap up the uh, spring sports season, state baseball championships last weekend, wrapping up a terrific season. Uh, Mother Nature actually let us have most of the season and got a pretty good one in. Softball and uh, track and field wrapping up as well as local news and notes. Coming up in a bit, the uh, head coach of the Lincoln View baseball program and Eric Fishball coming off of a uh, loss in the uh, state finals to Warren JFK. And the uh, coach of the uh, first-time state champion Minster Boys track program in Larry Top. Those two gentlemen coming up here in just a few. But as we always do, kind of a look at things going on around the area. Three uh, local baseball teams have finished in the uh, final weekend of the uh, sports season in the spring. Fort Loramie lost in the D4 semifinals to eventual state champion Warren John F. Kennedy, who beat Lincoln View in the state finals on Sunday. Had an absolutely beautiful time at that park, at Canal Park, it is just a wonder to be able to do games at. If you haven't been there, it is a tremendous facility. I hope you get to visit the Rubber Duckies and spend probably as much money as I did in the uh, in the pregame. An hour-long delay before the state semis. Actually, a, a day delay before the state semis because of rain on Thursday. And then an hour delay on the way to the finals on uh, Sunday. Then an 11-inning game before uh, Lincoln View played in the D4 Finals, and it was just kind of one of those days. And uh, Warren JFK, first-ever appearance in the State Final Four, first-ever appearance in the State Finals, first-ever State Trophy in uh, baseball. They have just one senior. They only had 13 players, but they were able to uh, get the job done. You'll hear Eric Fishball talk about that and what this run meant to the Lincoln View community, who will lose seven seniors throughout the course of the year before they get back, but they should be one of the top teams in Northwest Ohio, nay, the entire state for next year. And a big thank you to all the folks from Lincoln View and from the surrounding areas for being a big part of us being able to broadcast these games on WZOQ Radio. I can't say enough good things about those people, and uh, shout-out to Jamie for helping out and making that possible. Archbold lost in the D3 Finals to uh, CHCA, but the Fairview girls beat Southrange for the D3 State Softball title to wrap up the uh, summer with the ball. Tell you about the uh, track and field results in a second. It will take quite a second, and this is just a, a little smattering of what I could find of all of the results. It's so great to be able to be from a place that puts so many different athletes in different sports on the uh, podiums and coming home with trophies. But first of all, the biggest congratulations to Coldwater football head coach Chip Botton. Been on the program before many times. Was then finally inducted into the uh, Ohio High School Coaches Association Hall of Fame last weekend. Just as well-deserving as you can be. And Perry has a, a new head basketball coach in Clay Tucker. The uh, former Commodore star and the pro will uh, play pickup games with the boys and try to teach them some things after Matt Tabler left to uh, take over at Elida. Speaking of uh, changes... Former uh, Northwestern running back Sydney, Isaiah Bowser from Sydney will now play at the University of uh, Central Florida this year. Other transfers, Trey Cobbs will take his basketball down to Georgia Southern where he's got a year left of eligibility as he chases his master's degree. And Jared Hoying, congratulations to him. His contract picked up by the Toronto Blue Jays just not that long ago. He was thinking about what to do after baseball life, but 
played in Buffalo, hit a couple of home runs, had a, a good time, and was able to uh, kind of replace some guys. And I don't know what's going on with the uh, Toronto, Florida, Buffalo Blue Jays, but they have had a handful of COVID cases, and I'm so happy for Jared that he's able to uh, be a part of that Blue Jays roster. Matt Whistler from Bryan pitched a beauty the other night and hit in relief for the uh, Tampa Bay Rays after he was traded by the San Francisco Giants. And the biggest piece of local sports news, the OHSAA pretty much confirmed what everybody's already known. All seven divisions of football from this coming football season to 2023, a three-year deal with Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium in Canton. Great place to call a game. Can't wait to see what local teams end up there this year. Now the track and field results. And again, this is just it's a handful of the track and field results, the ones that I could find, I'll be honest with you. It's not easy for me to read the results and scope about 300 kids, but I'm so proud of all of them anyways for however that their year went. Wayne Trace girls, 4 by 400 relay finish. They end up as the state runner-up. They have Coldwater, who uh, finished third. Speaking of Coldwater, Tyler Schwiedemann won the D3 300-meter hurdles. Anna's Hayden Schmidt, runner-up, 3,200-meter run. Her teammate, London Reese, finishes the runner-up in the 300-meter hurdles and fifth in the 100-meter hurdles. Bluffin' Simon Durstein broke a 29-year school record in the 800-meter race, ended up as the runner-up. Alex Albers from Minster ended up in the third spot as part of the Minster boys who pick up the overall state title for the first time, the first Mac boys track and field state title as well. And again, you'll hear from Larry Top coming up in a couple of minutes. It was so nice to join me while he was on vacation. Had to pull over and uh, call me back and talk to me about his team's program. Layman Catholics, Kirsten Franklin, won the D3 200-meter dash. Kalinas Hanna-Bear-Heidi finished third. Layman Catholics 4-by-100 team finishes the D3 runner-ups. Spencerville finishing fifth in a uh, school record time, if I read it right. Perry's Brady Yinks, second in the 1,600-meter uh, run in Division Three. Waynesville Goshen's Taylor Spencer, runner-up in the 1,600-meters uh, as well. Ayersville girls, 4-by-200-meter runner-up. Anna Ratterman of Fort Loramie, she got third in the D3 pole vault. Lipsix Ella state champ in uh, shot put in D3. And it goes to show you how good Lipsick has been with her uh, training partner and her teammate in Sarah Cup. She finished seventh. Columbus Grove teammates Lawson Mag and Ethan Hawker, third and fourth respectively in the boys' discus toss. Liberty Benton's Alexis Rickenbacker won the D2 pole vault title. Botkins' Aaliyah Johnson finished second in discus. Fourth place for Fort Lormie's Gavin Kemper. Fifth for Spencerville's Dale Smith. And sixth for Gabe Clement from Columbus Grove in the pole vault in D3. The Coldwater girls finished second in the 4x200-meter relay. And a special shout-out to a young lady who's probably going to be on this podcast soon, Ottawa Glendorf sophomore Alexa Fortman. Third in Division Two in the 400 meters, finished fifth in the 800 meters, and I'm excited to have her on. What a terrific year she had, both with soccer, a team that got to the regionals, and then in a basketball, a team that got to the state, and now getting to state and finishing third and fifth in the events that she had at the state track meet in Columbus. That's the news and notes, and what we've got coming up is Eric Fishball, the head baseball coach at Lincoln View, and Larry Top, the Minster Boys track coach here on Around the Hearn.
Danny the Dealmaker, are you ready? Ready for what, Eric? Brand new cars and trucks are rolling into Lee Kitzel Chevy Buick GMC again. That's great, because we need pre-owned trades big time. Yep, Danny, have I mentioned lately how much respect I have for this country? Not in the last five minutes. Even the virus can't keep us down. GM workers are back strong and building the best there is. And we're here proud to represent the greatest products on American Road, Chevy, Buick, and GMC. And I love how so many of us in the area have remained positive, helping each other and staying the course. No matter how long this situation takes to resolve itself, please keep this in mind. Lee Kinsel GM Sales and Service has been around for 50 years, and we'll be around for another 50 years. Wherever you're listening, you're always welcome here in Van Wert. At Kinsel's, it's all about clear, easy-to-understand deals, best quality pre-owned vehicles, top-of-the-line financing, and world-class service. See us online at LeeKinsel.com. Call 866-LEE-KINSEL. Better yet, stop in at 650 West Durban Road in Van Wert. Thank you for finding new roads to help us rebuild the American economy. Talking about state track now in the uh, Minster Boys track team, the very first state title in his school history, and head coach Larry Top. congratulations on the uh, state title. Thank you very much. It was uh, a lot of fun that day. How crazy has the season been? I mean, you come off of last year and obviously not having anything and kind of wondering how we're going to get from there to whenever we restart and you get Brian Falk. I mean, first of all, how did you get him to not play baseball and come out for track? Uh, he was out on our track team last year. We just didn't get to use him. Uh, his basketball season went fairly deep, and uh, he probably was with us three or four weeks last year. So we really didn't know what we had with him. Uh, we thought we knew we had a high jumper, long jumper type kid. But um, as far as recruiting him or anything like that. His family was big in the track over the years. His mom was a great, a great runner for Katie Horston back in the day. And, uh, I think he always kind of had it in his heart. So he was on his way over to us. Uh, but we didn't know what we had until, um, we found out uh, high jump and long jump caused him some grief, uh, with his hamstrings. And we decided to just power him into all the runs we could. My joke, of course, being that he just wanted to get away from Mike Wiss. <laughs> I would say that's probably highly unlikely since uh, Mike is a very good coach and very, very successful coach. I, I just got to give him some grief. That's my guy. Uh, yeah, absolutely. All entire state baseball weekend, he's texting me about how he's bringing home cicadas from Tennessee. <laughs> so we don't need yeah, that. No, we don't need any of those. No. But it is is kind of an oddity. I mean, with the way that state track has been over the last handful of years with not I guess being told that uh, the normal venue is not available and having to split everything into three, you kind of don't get to see everybody and maybe, you know, see some teams you've been familiar with get their own payoffs. Yeah. um, You know, it's uh, interesting and I'll I'll throw this in here right now that uh, um, I grown to love that site more after we won the state title. (laughs) Yeah. Somebody says, don't you, uh, wouldn't you rather go to Jesse O? I says, if I win every time I go to this place, I'm in. <laughs> He's got to put that in the contract. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, at least for a year, you can tell everybody, well, every time we've been there, we've won. Yeah, we won every time we've been in this single site. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, that's a nice way to do it. Uh, yeah. Th- tell me about the days for the state track kind of leading up to that. You have, obviously, you're with the kids and you're you're kind of, trying to soak up those last couple of days because you know it's going to be a long, long ending before you get to the yeah. podium at the end. Right. Uh, well, if you went by what all the computer guys said and uh, 
what all the pundits were saying. They didn't, they didn't think that we were going to be all right. Uh, they did not realize that uh, we ran at uh, Troy for regional and we did most of our sprints were straight into a headwind because they had flipped that site. So we were pretty confident in uh, what was going to happen with the hundred with Falk and, uh, and uh, some of the other things also. Now the thing that kind of blew our mind a little bit because we knew it was going to be a couple points here or there is that when it came down to the four by two in the prelims, had that bad handoff and we knew we were sitting fourth there. So we just figured we lost six points and it was going to really be hard to come back from that. In steps, uh, Joseph Swankowski, uh, who wasn't even supposed to be at the state meet in the 300 hurdles. And he ends up qualifying the finals and then actually getting fourth place himself. So he pretty much countered our loss with that bad handoff. So that put us right back in the thick of things. So then we, we're allowed to start getting nervous and start thinking about what might happen. How hard is it at times uh, with that maybe to try to keep the kids out of their heads about that? Well, as I, I, I answered this uh, three weeks ago to some other people, you, if you get them thinking about winning the state title, it becomes very, very big. And uh, we had each individual and each uh you know, we had a couple guys down there with three events, uh, Brian Falk and uh, Alex Albert. If they're worried about winning state, then they, they start thinking about that. They have to win every one of those events, and that wasn't what it was. So we kind of went there with the attitude, if everybody can do a PR, we'll be all right. And if we don't win, I mean, we did the best we can. And that was kind of what we tried to instill in the kids, not to look at the big picture, look at the small piece-by-piece picture and build, build your way, um, your stairs to the state title that way. I did let them know that it was possible. You know, we needed everybody to, to do their thing, but it wasn't the main focus. The main focus for us was individual P, personal best. I love the quote that Brian Falk gave to Mark Altsetter, Lyman News. He said, I was just going for the win. I didn't know where McDonald was. I felt a guy yeah. coming up <laughs> on me, and I, just, I was just going to say, you know, forget about it. I'm just going to win. Yeah. And uh, that is his attitude of when he finished a hundred and he missed by a couple hundredths of a second of being in second and had fallen back to fourth or whatever it might have been. Uh, he was furious with himself that he didn't win. He he absolutely cannot stand losing. It drives him crazy. But um, that's that that's that's a sign of a a good athlete. He doesn't know where he sits with these people. He just knows if you throw me in with them, I'm going to do everything I can to beat them. I mean, I used to say that too, and then I'd finish like you know twelfth out of ten. So, <laughs> you know, yeah, like, it's, it's easier easier to say. Uh, he has a definite strong self belief, uh, and uh, he when it uh, came down to the final event, I said, you know, this is what it comes down to, and he goes, I got this, I got this, and uh, I believed him when he said it. I knew he believed it, so I believed it. Well, how hard is that for a runner to go from he's running the 400 and the 100 and his times are combined about a minute uh, on Saturday to go right. with going in and out of the 1600 relay? I mean, because he's just doing his part or, uh, I mean, are those hard events to kind of put together? Well, we had him in the 100, the 400, the 200, and the 4 by 4 leading up to that. And we, we knew we were going to have to make some choices as far as what to get him rid of and, uh, 
or what we should keep him in. And it kind of figured itself out for us. But as far as division three track, if you're a good 200 runner, you're probably going to be part of my 100 squad and you're probably going to be part of my four by four. It's just kind of the nature of the beast in a small school setting that your good athletes are going to have to do a lot of things. Now, is that easy to keep that pounding going and going? So no, it's not obviously. And, and you have to take care of them through the season, make sure they're trained well for it. And, uh, when we get some new help every now and then we, that came from bigger schools to help coach, we have to explain to them that, you know, you, uh, spinners can't just be 100, 200 guys in a small school setting. They have to be able to stretch out a little further. Well, and I've always had a huge amount of respect for uh, kids, uh, boys and girls that can run track because it's not, you know, go, 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 and then, oh, you're done. It's go, sit for a long time, go again, (laughs) sit, have a lot of downtime, and then you have to constantly be able to just go from zero to whatever uh, kind of at a moment's notice. Right. That That's the nature of this crazy thing we do is, especially at the bigger meets, you, you start out and warm up, run your race, cool down, lay down for a little bit, get some food in you if possible, uh, warm back up, run your next race, cool down. And, uh, you know, it's a cycle of, you know, how many, how many miles these kids probably put in warming up and cooling down is probably uh, extraordinary. I never really thought about it too much, but they're putting in a lot of time trying to stay ready, learning how that they should be able to eat, learning how, what not to eat, when to eat it. You know, there's a lot that goes into a day. At yeah. I, I just, I, like I said, I've always, the time that it starts in the morning versus the time that a meet will end at night, especially on a Saturday to just think of, I, I mean, it's a crazy thing. And I, I can't imagine that just kind of that yo-yo effect of, all right, well, when am I up again? Uh, 30 minutes? No, three hours. Oh, great. Come back and get me. <laughs> yeah, that can, that can happen. And most of the times, um, now that they have it all stuck together like this, uh, you, you get through the day pretty quick anymore. So, uh, it is, uh, an interesting thing. You have to prepare them all year for that. If you think they're going to be one of those kind of guys and, and do your practices to, to set them up, to be able to do multiple events. Uh, we had uh, a distance guy there, uh, Alex Albers, who was there in three events and placed in three. And he was burnt after he ran a six second PR basically in the mile. And he's walking away, and it's it's fun how they built off of each other. And then he's wondering, well, is that enough? Was that enough for us to still be in the hunt for the state title? And then he sees Joseph Swankowski on the podium for his 300 hurdles, and he some one of the other milers was saying, I don't know if I can even do the 800 anymore. How do you feel? And he said, I was watching Joseph on the podium. I knew that they needed my points, and he said, uh, I'm feeling great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to roll. And then he ran a two second PR and his eight hundred too. So, you know, it, it takes a lot of tough kids. Now you've obviously been around a little bit and, and obviously around the sport for a long time. Was there a point where you went through the season where you looked at this group and said, I believe that this group is state level good. Um, I had people tell me they were, uh, having the, the fun part about this season or the not so fun part of the season, depending on how you look at it, was that 
basically we hadn't seen any of these kids for two years. Uh, the seniors were sophomores the last time I had coached them and I didn't know what they were. So it took a good part of the season for us to figure it out. And we were, we were doing quite well. We, we had one loss in the entire season. That was the Columbus Grove by, I think it was around 10 points. We didn't even know who we were yet then. And, um, it took us a long time. And, and, uh, I would say a couple of weeks before the state meet, I started thinking that this might be it. They started to come down in their times week by week by week. Every week was a new PR. And, uh, it, it went together a little different than I'm used to. I've been in and out. Of, I'm not in and out, but doing this game for about 40 years at different levels and different places. And uh, I've never had a season where it was set up quite like this. Uh, you didn't know going in what you had, and, and the kids just kept getting better and better and better. It was it was a lot of fun. Is it crazy to you to hear that the MAC has never won a boys' state track title until you guys did it this year. Well, it's very crazy because the Mac has had some ridiculously good teams over the years. Uh, I can count uh, Coldwaters and uh, especially Verzales when they had Prakel and the Winter Boy, and uh, you know they were set up sort of like we were this year. And and we had probably three or four teams back not too long ago that probably should have won it. We just ran in some bad fortune with false starts and didn't pull the hamstring, things of that nature. So it is kind of weird when you think about how good the athletes are and how good the track has been in the MAC that nobody has won it. But it takes, as I said, it takes a really good team and a lot of good luck, too, to, to get it all done. Because we were sitting in that, that seat to win it more than once, and things happen you know, out of your control. Maybe that means you really de- you really do need to beg to go to Westerville again next year. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That might be my lucky spot. <laughs> so you guys remember when we were the first team in the MAC to win a boys' straight state track title? Let's go back there. Let's go back there again. Uh, but again, congratulations! It's such a cool story, and I, I love the way that you know you, you didn't know what was going to happen, and it just it all worked out. And another big trophy. Do you guys have? Any more places to put state championship trophies at Mr. High School? Well, um, we're down to only displaying the state trophies, uh, runner-up and champion. So I'm thinking that they're running out of space. <laughs> I would think you should just carry it around the school at all times. At all times? <laughs> it's like anytime anybody asks you a question. I'm sorry, I can't hear you over the trophy. I can't, uh, the trophy's loud. No, that, I don't think I can handle carrying that all day. <laughs> well, well, I mean, at this point, you should be able to get an assistant. Like, they should have to pay, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, but again, thank you so much. I was, I'm was i so happy to be able to, to talk about that, and I'd wanted to do this for a while. It just kind of never worked out of, I'll be honest with you, Sometimes I have a hard time reading all the track results, trying to figure yep. out who won half the time. Right. I get you. It's, it's so. crazy, but uh, congratulations, and I, I hope you enjoy your vacation. Well, that's what we're doing. So I thank you for the call and, uh, and the interview. Have a great one. You too. That's Larry Top, the uh, head coach at Minster and the uh, state champions in Division Three in track. Insurance is a complicated matter. But it doesn't have to be. Give the insurance professionals at Carry Insurance in Grover Hill a call today at 419-587-3870 and let them help you, whether you're just looking for auto or home insurance. If comparing quotes is what you need, 
Be sure to check out their website at carryins.agency or contact Randy Carey today to help get the coverage and peace of mind you need. Carey Insurance is a proud sponsor of Lincoln View Baseball and says go Lancers. It seems like it zoomed by, but last season we didn't get one this year. Yeah, hold on. I screwed that up. It seems like it zoomed by already, but we've reached the end of the uh, spring baseball sports season and with the state championships last weekend. If you didn't see, Lincoln View ends up as the uh, state runner-up, now the head coach of that squad and Eric Fishpaw. I mean, no matter what happens, you still had one heck of a year, and I hope those kids are keeping their heads up. Yeah, we did. We're super proud of them. Uh, it was a tremendous season. Best best season in school history in terms of, you know, win, wins. And, uh, you know, it was a little disappointing at, at first and on the bus ride home. But once we got back to Middle Point, we were uh, welcomed by our fire trucks and uh, sheriffs on the county line and probably 50 or 60 cars and the caravan behind us. We, we knew that, um, you know, we were proud of our accomplishments and what we did this season. Well, that by itself is kind of a crazy thing because that wasn't until, what, 1145 or so? Yeah, on a Sunday night coming through Middle Point with uh, with fire trucks and all the honking horns and everything, but uh, it just shows our community support and uh, everyone was behind us the whole way and made the made the trip uh, to Akron to support us and we couldn't have been more thankful. I personally loved the sign at the Vandell that had uh, "Good luck to you guys and thank you for the season." Yeah, Vandell. We had some other ones, you know, in, in Flusher's Jewelry, Wallach's Jewelry, uh, you know, Westwood Car Wash. Just. Um, an insane amount of support. We had over close to $10,000 in donations um, for just had a great experience. You know, we've ate at some really great restaurants and uh, just had a really good experience in our hotel. And, um, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully we get to go do it again. But uh, for this group that we had, uh, especially our seniors, you know, once in a lifetime opportunity. Well, and you look at kind of the thing as a whole. I mean, it was a weird week because everything gets pushed back a day. Luckily, you weren't Archbold that were already on the bus on your way to Akron. But, I mean, kind of stressful for you in terms of things outside of your control that aren't baseball-related. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, along with the excitement of wanting to play and wanting to get down there, um, you know, having to make adjustments, you know, especially on Sunday, the championship day, we didn't want our kids sitting in the sun all day. And, you know, we had to make uh, times when we wanted to leave the hotel to get there. Um, but then, you know, the game before us was, um, you know, 11 inning game or 10 inning game, whatever it was. So, uh, just kind of making adjustments and, you know, taking in the experience and everything. But overall, we were just so excited to be there and be playing, um, you know, be playing for a state championship on, I, on Sunday. I knew something was going to happen because right <laughs> as I got off of 71 to get on 30, I, I look up and I see this giant cloud and I'm thinking, Pretty sure that's close to Akron. An hour rain delay before they even get the first game in, and then Hoban ends up winning an 11. Uh, that, though, I mean, that itself had a crazy ending of kind of uh, the theory of, you've talked about this before on the show, of it's not always about offense. It's about what play you can make, and can your pitchers kind of get you out of it? Right, yeah. Um, you know, going back to talking about the delays on your way there, Archibald and I, Archibald and I stayed in the same hotel. And, uh, you know, we bonded. Coaching staff was, you know, down in the in the lobby talking a lot. Our kids were in each other's rooms hanging out. So that was cool. And, you know, when they were on their way to the stadium and had their delay, we knew that it was going to be um, kind of a mental mental thing for us to just stay focused and be prepared and know that, you know, throughout the, the tournament run, you know, we had a, you know, a delay in our, the one-day delay in our district, one-day delay in our regional. And, 
one day delay in our state. So um, just fighting through adversity and just staying mentally tough was uh, something we tried to do. Mother Nature remembered that she's allowed to be a jerk this season. Yeah, absolutely. Out of our control. She had to take 2020 off, so she just was like, just wait. And it's weird, though, right. because I think for the most part, we had a pretty successful spring in terms of, yeah, there was a week with a handful of games that were moved, but overall, one of the better years in terms of weather for the last handful of years. Definitely. Definitely. The one that, you know, we had a really good spring in terms of weather and whatnot, but one game, there's only one game that stuck out to me that was like borderline. I was the Spencer Hogan game. I was freezing that day, but other than that, yeah, we got pretty lucky. Way to be that guy. Way to pick my alma mater. <laughs> yeah, well, it was cold, man. Yeah. We, we let the kids wear hooded sweatshirts underneath the jerseys, whatever it was. And, um, yeah, that was a, that was borderline that day, but we played. Well, I know I have enjoyed being able to follow you guys on this run. I finally got to call a game when you guys played Minster. I know I'm not really allowed to talk about that game, but uh, just kind of the course of the season, I, I had said this on the broadcast, and I can't remember if I told you this, but my wife reminded me last week that when she asked me who I thought in our area was a team that could do state-level damage, my immediate response was Lincoln View. And that was even before the year, and obviously a lot of it was predicated on uh, people want to talk about your top two, but it was just the fact that you have such a versatile lineup and guys who can do so many different things and do them well and do their part from top to bottom. Yeah, you're right, Hearn. Um, we do. We had a versatile lineup. We had a ton of left-handed hitters, six, seven. We could run out there. Um, you could go righty, lefty, righty, lefty, all the way through our lineup if we wanted to. Um, but we, we traditionally stick to our, our top three being lefties. And I thought our top four were really consistent all season long and um, in price, uh, overhaul, evil, and Fox. And, uh, you know, our 5-9, to nine, we had to make some adjustments to the season. We ended up uh, putting Creed Justin in the nine hole, who feels really comfortable there after, you know, his freshman sophomore year was that in the top five. So um, it's a funny game, and uh, it, it's uh, not always the same. And uh, we've made adjustments throughout the season, and we had different guys. You know, Brandon Renner is one that sticks out to me. I, I did not think that, you know, he would be a varsity-level guy this year. And um, we were, we had a hole in our outfield throughout the season and we brought him up and he did well. And then he had a couple games where we took him down to JV and then <clears throat> took off at the job. And, uh, yeah, it's, those are the things that are fun about, about coaching high school baseball is finding the diamonds in the rough and, uh, and just seeing kids grow and shine and, and take off with, uh, with opportunities. Well, it's kind of funny because I hear this a lot and I've heard it obviously the last week of, you know, oh, Eric's got it easy because he knows that at any point, I mean, he's got two of the best pitchers in Ohio. He can just plug and play with anything else. But, I mean, high-level coaches who have succeeded, I know Mike Wiss and Brian Harlow, I've talked about this, and they've both been to state. They both won state titles and talked about, you don't realize lineup construction is its own kind of thing. And, yeah, you know, you talk about the consistency of your top four, but like you're saying, I mean, you you miss that Aaron Cavender for a month and kind of – what that does of where can I put him in? Where is he going to fit? Where is everything else going to fall around him? I mean, I, I can't imagine having that 30-game span where you used probably, what, at least 10 different lineups. Oh, yeah, definitely 10 different lineups. Like you said, Kavanaugh going out, <clears throat> trying to fill, the, fill his spot. You know, we had Cole Binkley bad on a hamstring injury all season where we would, you know, he'd play and then we'd put a defensive replacement in for him for a few innings and, um, then there was games when he, you know he's like, coach, I can't go. So, you know, we weren't going to risk that, and we, we'd find other guys to step up. So 
definitely a next man, next man mentality. And, you know, you mentioned, you know, great, great coaches like Coach Harlemet and Coach Wiss, who both reached out to me throughout the tournament, and I, I thought that was really nice. But even Coach Harlemet, after uh, the season was over, you know, sent me a text and said, you know, great season and dedicate or experience and um, expectation is which is what gets you back. So I thought that was good advice from, uh, you know, a veteran coach and Coach Harlemet. Well, it's kind of funny because throughout the last couple of days, each one of them reached out to me while you were playing, and it was either, hey, how are they doing, or, you know, what's going on? I thought that was kind of neat of, of two guys that you've obviously built a rapport with and their teams that you've battled already this year. Yeah, and I think that's something special about Northwest Ohio. Um, you know, coaches are, are looking to help make baseball better in our area. And if that's sharing information or, you know, sending people to different youth camps or or whatever it is, it's just everybody in this area is super on board with getting baseball better and not, you know, being stubborn or being, um, you know, holding, keeping stuff to yourself or, you know, uh, everybody likes to share around here and, and that's what makes uh, baseball in Northwest Ohio special. Hey, it's funny that you bring up a youth camp because 9 a.m. on Monday, the day after the state championship game, your 6.30, 7 o'clock alarm had to have come very, very early, I would imagine. Oh, yes, it did. It did. But it was nothing like, you know, getting there and, and having our high school kids and our coaching staff help. And, and once the kids come come pouring in through the fence, it was, it was awesome because you know that they were excited to be there. We know that a ton of those kids were in Akron watching us play. And, um, you know, now that's their dream is to, is to work hard and to see if when they get in high school to see what they can do. And, uh, yeah, we had 71 on the first day, and today we picked up eight more. So we're at 79 campers on day two. So pretty cool to – have our, um, you know, our community, our, our Lincoln View, our Middle Point kids. You know, we had some Vanwork kids, we had some Decatur kids, but just uh, just coming to camp and learning about the game, and, and it really uh, is awesome to see our high school kids um, really take ownership and, and teach the teach the game to the youth. How many parents shook their fists at you this morning? <laughs> How many parents? Yeah, I would imagine quite a few. Uh, we had some parents hang out, but yeah, great support, and uh, very happy to have them uh, at camp. I can just see them in the morning. Oh, this guy. Like we, right. couldn't, we couldn't do anything. We couldn't move it or anything. Right. Either that or they're happy to maybe get a three-hour nap from 9 to noon. <laughs> right, right. That's probably true, too. I'll go drop Johnny off, and then I'll come back and take a nap. Yep. Well, it, I mean, it's such a cool thing. Obviously, the experience didn't turn out the way that you guys wanted. It, just kind of an oddity of, you know, people talk all the time, and I heard it, of, you know, why didn't he throw Price in the finals and why didn't he flip his starters? But – I, I don't understand the theory that people don't seem to get. You have to win the semis to get to the finals. Yes. Yes. Um, I know people, coaches have different philosophies on, on what to do. And, and uh, you know, we thought about it. But for us, it's a, it's a 1A, 1B. You know, those guys were 18-1 and one on the season. And uh, both phenomenal pitchers, both different styles. Um, you know, we're sitting there. We weren't sure. We were the first game. You know, Laura, me, and, and uh, Warren was after us. So, we made our decision based on what was best for us, and uh, we were able to get a win in the semis uh, with Price, who had another dominant performance. And, uh, you know, we just ran into JFK in the finals, who uh, had, a, had a good day. Had a, they played better than us. And, and uh, you know, in a one-game one uh, tournament, you got to play your best, and uh, they played a little bit better than us on that day. Well, and just kind of to go back to that point, kids played amazing, but it's one of those weird things where baseball is such a humbling game that, you know, Landon pitches his brains out at 14 strikeouts, first nine on 37 pitches. But let's say, just for sake of argument, you had flipped. I mean, if he's not pitching in that scenario 
And uh, Collins pitching, the issue was, wasn't the pitching on either day. The issue was you guys weren't able to get certain hits. Correct. Correct, yeah. When you get down to the state level, man, it is so hard to hit um, and score runs and, and manufacture runs. And, and like you said, you know, if we would have went uh, backwards and, and maybe we weren't even fortunate enough to get those two runs in the seventh, and we would be, go home, be going home uh, and, you know, questioning for the rest of our lives, you know, why did we do that? Why did we not go with our one first and our two in the final? So um, we're very confident in our decision, happy with our decision. Um, like you said, we just, uh, in a one-game atmosphere, uh, they got they got the better of us that day. I always say baseball is a funny game, but it's not funny. Ha ha. Right. It is. It's funny where you it's, just uh, shake your head and go, wait a second. What? How How did yep. that kid make that play? Yep. Yep. And credit to Warren JFK. Um, you know, we hit some hard balls up the middle that they were able to turn into double plays. I think three of them and, and vice versa. They had some little numbers and they had a bounce that goes 30 feet in the air and nothing they can do about it. And that's baseball. And we told the kids that after the game and, um, yeah, we're very proud of their efforts. Uh, the entire season. I, I know that uh, JFK was probably very proud of the young man they had on the mound in the finals. Going into that, he had given up 39 runs in 39 innings. So it was just kind of one of those things where, you know, you work and you work and you work, and all of a sudden everything kind of pays off. But, I mean, you guys had, I, by my count, at least three just gorgeous defensive plays this weekend. And the one that Kessler made in center field in the finals, I just, I was kind of like, how how did he get to that ball? Yeah, that was a spectacular catch, uh, you know, on the run towards right center. Um, that probably saved one or maybe two runs, uh, definitely a triple. Um, and, you know, the night before, we, you know, Kessler hasn't been in the lineup for, for a little while. And the night before, we, as a coaching staff, we uh, we made the, the decision to put Kessler in center field to make our outfield stronger. And, and you know, that was that put Renner out of the lineup. And we had a conversation with Renner that, you know, there would be um, an opportunity for him to go in for Binkley defensively in the middle of the game. And, uh, and that also gave Aaron Cavender, the senior, a chance to swing it, uh, who had been engaged for um, since sectionals. And uh, he's been really working hard in the cages to get back. And, and uh, yeah, so so uh, we're very proud of him. I thought Creed Jesse had a really good defensive game, um, had some balls that he made on the run, plays at first base. And, uh, he played an outstanding third base for us. You look at it, and you kind of talked about it a little bit earlier, but the seven seniors that you lose of this group, I mean, have been a part of – I've forget I had it somewhere since the start of 18 I think you guys are like 64 and 19 I outside of just sheer baseball success I mean losing that group what what do they mean to you as a coach that group uh means a ton to me because they really bought into their roles you know uh, we met at the beginning of the season and kind of gave them an overview of what we thought their roles were and what we thought their feeling was and and uh, we wanted them to accept that you know whether they were starter or non-starter and they all did, all seven of them. And that's that can be rare uh, as a 17- or 18-year-old uh, young man to uh, to accept that role. Hey, I might not play very much, but I have to be the best team that I can. And they, they not only did that, but they exceeded um, their you know expectations or, or whatever you want to call it in terms of being a good teammate, having good dugout energy, um, supporting one another, and uh, you know running a glove out to someone that makes the last out of second base. Um, it, it was special, and that that's the stuff that that takes you further than just pure talent is is camaraderie, communication, and and having relationships with each other that is just off the charts. And couldn't be more proud of those seven seniors. I know coming up here in a couple of hours, as we sit and tape this, you've got uh, the the welcome home, the meeting with the community. Who's more excited to, to just kind of be a part of that atmosphere? 
the fans or the boys? Oh man, um, I'd say a good mixture of both. I think for for us as as players and coaches, um, we've had you know twenty four or forty eight hours removed from that game, and and it'll be a good time. We've had time to reflect on on what we've accomplished this season. And the, you know, the kind of the sadness of, of losing is kind of lingering away. And now we're focusing on, on all the, uh, the positives that happened this season. So um, seeing our crowd, there's no doubt we're going to have an outstanding crowd, just like we did down in Akron. Um, in my opinion, we had the best crowd in Akron out of all the teams there. And uh, I, I don't know. I think a mixture of both. I think our fans are going to be super proud of us. Um, and I think our kids are going to uh, feel proud of what they accomplished and, and to hear, um, you know, our administration talk highly of them. So, very excited to, for that ceremony tonight at 6 o'clock. Well, I know that from over here is, is NWC and is a guy who covers Northwest Ohio sports. And I am extremely proud of what you guys did and how the kids reacted to everything and all season and so much fun to be able to cover that team. And I, I can't say thank you enough for all the help and, and being able to do so. Yeah, we want to say thank you to you as well for your coverage of not only us, but uh, you know, kids in Northwest or West Central Ohio and um, you know, that doesn't happen everywhere. Kids don't get the coverage that they deserve for the time and efforts they put in. Guys like yourself uh, do an amazing job broadcasting and putting that out there for our kids, so thank you. Well, I can't imagine doing anything else, so I kind of figure, like, if I had been any good at anything, specifically baseball, I would have hoped yeah. that some guy would have, you know, been able to say my name right, so, you know. Right. <laughs> That's the whole thing. Yeah, no. Well, no, thank you very much. I appreciate it, and I am, uh, I'm already excited for what you guys can do next year. You've still got a pretty good core coming back. We do. We, we really like our core coming back. Um, you know, guys, we're going to have another good one-two punch. We lose over hope of uh, Dane Ebel's hungry, and, and he's going to be a, a phenomenal um, counterpart to Landon. And, uh, you know, we have some holes to fill, but, you know, watching Acme last night, it's like we already have some ideas in place of who can step up and fill different holes, and we are very excited about next season. I mean, it's not bad that you got a one A who's. Uh, I, I hear he's decent at baseball. <laughs> yeah, it, it's exciting when you can put guys like that on the mound and you give you a good chance to win every baseball game that you play in. And now you've got the most important thing there is: state experience. Yes, going back to what Coach Harlan said, you know, expectation and experience is what gets you back. And some of our younger guys that were on that tournament roster uh, got that experience and got that, ex- or, you know, got that. Um, sense of being in the dugout, and now it's their turn to step up and, and get on that field and, and see what they can do. From experience, that'll be the only piece of advice you'll want to take from that guy. <laughs> He's a good <laughs> man. probably the only good thing that he said. But again, I, I thank you so much. I'm so happy of what you guys were able to do, and uh, I, I just, I'm over the moon right now for you guys. Thanks. We appreciate it, Mike. That is the uh, head coach of the uh, state runner-up, Lincoln View Lancers, in Eric Fishfall, back here in uh, just a few more state talk. Did you know the Hegemeyer Tire Service on 120 South Walnut Street in Van Wert is under new ownership? Be sure to stop in and see new owners Kevin Price and Jared Hartman today for all of your vehicle service needs or give them a call at 419-238-2140 to schedule your next appointment. If you need tires, then you need Hegemeyer Tire Service at 120 South Walnut Street in Van Wert. Hegemeyer Tire Service is a proud sponsor of Lincoln View Baseball and says go Lancers. Are you looking for something fun to do this summer? Take the short drive to Huggy Bear Campground on Ringwald Road in Middle Point and see what all your friends will be raving about. Whether you're looking for cabin rentals or just a fun place to set up a tent, Huggy Bear Campground is where the fun never ends. Check them out online at HuggyBearCampground.com and book your visit today. 
Good luck, Lancers. Are you in Spencerville and looking for a place to eat before the Bearcats play? Well then, head to my place, 128 North Broadway, for deep-fried mushrooms, chili cheese fries, the best pie around, and soup of the day. If you're in a hurry and just want to order some to go, you can give Doug and his staff a call at 419-647-4062 and they'll have it ready for you. My Place Restaurant at 128 North Broadway in Spencerville, a proud supporter of Bearcat Athletics. And as always, a big thank you to all the sponsors for being a part of this show and happy birthday to Kevin Price. It was kind of a cool thing down at the uh, state tournament to hear the Lincoln View faithful sing him happy birthday. And he's going to do great things with Hagemeyer Tire Service. Check them out in Van Wert. And uh, please check out all these places. Support local business. I know that's a big thing right now. And with everything going on and the ability to be able to get back out into the world, I hope that you do so. And I hope that you thank any business that you hear for being a part of this show. Not a ton going on during the summer. I hope to have some different guests and try to uh, give you a view of uh, some different things going on while the sports season is sort of a slower version. We've got just Acme baseball going on right now, Pony League baseball, and a lot of Legion baseball on WZOQ radio. You can hear different games from Napoleon, both Sydney squads, of course, Ottawa and Van Wert as well. And uh, I'm excited about being able to do these games. They're a lot of fun. Give you kind of a different view and kind of a different listen. Allows me as a broadcaster to kind of try to some things and See if they work, see if they don't. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. That's what I've got for the show this week. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Larry Top. Thank you, as always, to my friend, the head coach of the Lincoln View Baseball Program, and Eric Fishpaw as well. A lot of great talks with him. Get out, do something, enjoy the sunshine, be safe, be smart, and we'll talk to you next time here on Around the Hearn. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of Around the Hearn. Come back next week for more local stories from the NWO. But until then, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Michael Hearn PBP for more great area content.